I'm not going to really, I'm really not going to preach. I want to read out of Psalm 100. Psalm 100. This is what's on my heart. What a chapter this is. Let me just testify a minute. Psalm 100. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. The thought that I had on my heart is in verse 5 where the Bible says his mercy is everlasting. And the mercy of God is everlasting. When I look at this chapter, I'll just outline it and I'll be done. In verse number 1, I see shouts of adoration. We ought to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That word shout means with a trumpet blast. That very first word. What's that first word in your Bible? What does it say? Make. Sometimes you just need to make yourself. Right? That, that, that just means to cause to happen. There's times when you just have to praise him on credit. Not that he's not already deserving, but sometimes we're so low we can't hardly get there. And so we've got to make a joyful noise the Lord. I'm talking about a shout and a praise that comes from the depths of your most inner being. And I begin to think about how God has pardoned me and how God has provided for me and how God has protected me and how God is present with me right now. I'm telling you, how could I not make a joyful noise unto the Lord? In the struggles of life, we can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There was a, a medical missionary in India that was serving in a region where they say there's progressive blindness. And people are born there with healthy vision, but something in the area, as they get older, causes them to, to go blind. And so this medical missionary, he developed a treatment that would stop this progressive blindness. And people would come to him, and they would go through the treatment, and now uh, their sight has been rescued, their sight has been recovered. And they never said thank you. Because that word, those two words, thank you, it's not in the dialect of those people. Instead, they spoke a word that meant, I'll tell your name. And so wherever they went, they would tell the name of that medical missionary. That was their way of saying thanks. Now, look at Psalm 105, verse 1. Look what it says. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord... Call upon his name. 
and make known his deeds among the people. I'm glad we have a word that means thanks, a word that means thank you to the Lord. But you know what? There's some regards that we could go and just tell people his name. And by just telling other people his name is a way of making a joyful noise. It's a way of saying thanks. It's a way of blessing his holy name. In Psalm 47, verse 1, some people don't like this, but I do. Psalm 47, verse number 1. Let me read this one. Psalm 47, verse number 1. Please turn there. You've got to see this. You ought to mark this in your Bible. It tears some people up, but it's in the Bible. Psalm 47, verse 1. Oh, clap your hands. All ye people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hey, we're not clapping our hands because somebody sang, sang a beautiful song and, and clapping for them, but what we're doing is we're clapping because of the truth that's been proclaimed. We're, we're clapping because we're thanking God, and it's a way of praising Him. It's a way of making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And the Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. So you know what we can do? First of all, we can have shouts of adoration. Then look back at our text, Psalm 100, verse number 2. The Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. I think not number two, our service and our approach. Now, for most people, um, it's, it's not what can I do to serve. For most people, it's what can the church do to serve me. But it ought not to be the church serving you. It ought to be you and I working in the church trying to serve God. And, and, and that's what we need to do. I would ask this question. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Is there excitement in your heart? for what God is doing. Do you have gladness when you serve God? I, 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 honest, I will serve God with every fiber of my being. I'm so thankful and so glad to have an opportunity to serve the Lord and try to be a blessing, amen. And he, look, he says, come before his presence with singing. That's what was happening tonight. Folks was singing and he inhabited that singing. He inhabited that praise and he come down amongst us, amen. And you just feel and just know that he's here. I feel the tug. I, I know that he's here, amen. I can read out of Psalm 98 where it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. I could read out of the Colossians, I could read out of Ephesians about how we ought to make a, 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 a we ought to sing praises and, and spiritual songs and hymns unto the Lord. But here's the thing, some of us when we serve we're not glad. Oh no, if some people, if you're really happy, you need to tell your face about it. You'll get that when you get home. We need to come in here and sing in joyful songs. We need to get excited about what God's doing. Now look with me thirdly, in verse number three, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Now this speaks about our submission and our acknowledgement of who he is. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. You're not a self-made man. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Sheep are dumb animals. Sheep are defenseless animals. They don't have big sharp claws. They don't have sharp fangs for teeth. They have no defense mechanisms whatsoever. You know who defends them? They're shepherd. And I'm just a sheep. And he is my shepherd. Amen. And I shall not want. Hear me, too many times today the sheep are trying to go their own way regardless of the shepherd's leading. But but we've here's here's I think here may be a problem. Today there are 
too many in the church that are not sheep, they're goats. Amen. I want to be a sheep. I don't want to be a goat. Amen. And, and some people, that they've tried to take out fire insurance and they've trodden down an aisle and they've signed the card. And they went through the, the motions of baptism. They never give a dime. They, they never serve. They never participate. They, they claim they know Jesus, but they never do anything to praise him or to serve him. But youngins, I just want to tell you, he knows his sheep. He knows them that are his, amen. I read out of the book of John, chapter number 10, if I remember right, John chapter 10, and I want to read in verse number 26, John 10, 26 and 27. But you believe not because you're not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Amen. No, it is the Lord. He is God. Fourthly, look at verse number four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. You know what we ought to do fourthly? We ought to be showing him appreciation. Now I've already mentioned to you that, that one, one group of people in their dialect, in their language, they don't even have a word for thank you. And I'm afraid some of us that are thankful, we are focused on being thankful only on what we have. And we're not thankful for who he is. Romans 121, would you turn there? Turn there, Romans 121. I'm just wanting to testify a minute. Look at Romans 121. Now this is talking about people that are, that are wayward. In Romans 121, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Every time we express sin and rebellion towards God, we are ex expressing our um, ingratitude towards the Lord. And we're not thankful. And, and, and it's just not our nature to be thankful. Now you may say, Pastor Aaron, I don't agree with that. Anything that you have to be taught is not your nature. You could take a duck and take a baby duck and drop it in the water, and it'll swim because it's its nature. But you drop an infant in that water, it'll drown because it's not its nature to swim. You know what our nature is? We have a sin nature. We didn't have to be taught how to lie. Amen. We didn't, we didn't have to be taught how to do these wicked, ungodly things. It just came easy for us because it was our nature, amen. But having been saved and now we're being taught, we need to be thankful. We need to express thanks and we need to, to praise him. To, to rejoice is a choice. And it doesn't just always come natural. You have to make yourself you have to drop your pride. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get to a place where you can say, bless his name. Thank you, Jesus. You've been so good to me. And I'm telling you, when you start praising him, it'll get easier and easier and easier. And the flesh hates it, but the spirit will eat it up. Amen. The Lord will inhabit our praise. Now, it's amazing. You, you think for a second. There's a, little, there's a lady 
she had this little boy and she gave him a piece of pie and she smiled at him and she looked at him and finally he knew what she was wanting and he looked up and he said, thank you, ma'am. She patted him on the side of his head, back of his head there and she said, I just love little boys that are thankful. He said, well, he said, if you had any ice cream, I'd say it again. <laughs> hey, man. We've got blessing after blessing after blessing and we've got so much to thank him for. And being thankful, expressing gratitude, it's just not our nature. The psalmist said we're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I was talked to a man here a while back. I've said this before. I talked to a man here a while back and and man, he was so down in the dumps and he was so discouraged and so depressed and, and he was just talking crazy stuff because he was so discouraged. And, and I said, well, we just need to think about that and talk to it. And I said, I, I, I'm so sorry that, 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 your, that your wife has passed. He said, my wife is still alive. He said, I'm so sorry that your children have passed. My children are still alive. I'm so sorry that you've lost your job. I still have my job. I'm so sorry that your car broke down. My car runs fine. I'm so sorry about the mortgage on your home. You're belly up and bankrupt. He said, I, my bills are all paid. Everything is fine. I'm so sorry that you're on your way to hell. I'm not on my way to hell. Jesus has saved me. And man, just real quick, he got a new perspective that God has done so many wonderful things in his life of which we're unworthy and of which we're undeserving. Hey, you ought to make yourself express a joyful noise unto the Lord. You ought to make yourself praise him. You ought to make yourself Give him thanks, amen. When we come in the house of God, we ought to be giving him thanks. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I remember years ago, we had was in the men's prayer room on a Sunday morning. We came out of there. It was probably almost 10 o'clock or maybe just a little bit after. And I told them men, I said, I'm challenging every one of you. When you walk into that sanctuary, go in praising him. Go in thanking God for what he's done. And youngins, when we come in praising God, we never made Sunday school. I never got to preach. You know why? Heaven fell when we decided we'd just take time out and praise him a while and worship him a while and acknowledge him a while. Hey, he likes that when we bless him. Hey, you know what we want? We say, oh, God bless us. God bless me. God help this. God, let me tell you something, youngins, what we need to do, we need to start blessing him. You may say, preacher, Darren, I don't have anything to bless him with. You have a voice. Right. I don't have a thing to bless you with. You have a life. I don't have the, the, the blessing with. You have a family. I don't have, thing, have anything to bless him with. Hey, you got two hands. Put them together, amen. Throw them up in the air. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. amen. We can rejoice and we can shout and praise God. When we come together, amen. You know what? We're thinking about his mighty acts. We're thinking about his love and his grace. He says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. We need to show our appreciation. Fifthly, and I'll be done. We need to be speaking assurance. Look at verse five. For the Lord is good. Hey, praise God for his goodness. There's all kind of reports out there about me being bad. There's all kind of reports out there about you being bad. Your children know about it. Your wife knows about it. Your husband knows about it. They know that you're not perfect. We've not come in here to tr have a tribute service for you. We're not perfect. But you'll never find a report that God was ever bad. He never thought about it, amen. 
It's impossible. He is a good God. He's been good to me. He's been good to you. He's blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. He's good. Oh my. We can speak assurance. Look, His mercy is everlasting. Oh, thank God that He didn't give us what we deserve. Thank God He gave us what we didn't deserve. He had mercy and He extended grace and that we might be saved. And I bless His holy name. And His truth endureth to all generations. Hey, thank God. Hear me now. David was proclaiming the truth of God and it's still as good today as it was in David's day. It's still as good today as it was in Isaiah's day. It's good. It's still as good as it was in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Paul's day. It's still as good today as it was in Brother Percy Ray's day. It's still as good today. The truth of God endures to all generations. Amen. I'm glad tonight. Amen. Listen, there's a lot of things that change. Social Agendas are changing. People's opinions change. People's feelings, I found out, change. People's ideals, they change. But honey, the infallible, inerrant, inspired of word of God has never changed. It will never change. It's truth. I can know it. I can declare it. I can depend on it. And I can stand on it. Amen. Hey, glory to God. I am so thankful we can speak assurance. Look, uh, that word everlasting. I just looked this up real quick. We have an everlasting father, Isaiah 9, 6. We have everlasting joy, Isaiah 35, 10. We have everlasting salvation, Isaiah 45, 17. We have everlasting kindness, Isaiah 54, 8. We have an everlasting kingdom we're going to live in, Daniel 4, 3. Hey, we're serving an everlasting king, Jeremiah 10, 10. There's everlasting blood. Amen. Hebrews 13, 20. And last time I checked, Jesus said, we have everlasting life in John chapter 3 and verse number 16. You know what? What if God would treat us as we so often treat him? What if God met our needs at the same extent we give to him in our lives? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we stopped loving and caring for others? What if he would not bless us because we failed to thank him? What if he answered our prayers the way we answer his call? What if he's decided to stop leading us tomorrow because we didn't follow him today? I think about that song, patching it up. I'm not going to sing it. I don't want nobody to leave. But here's the words. It seems that every time I need him, my Lord is always there. When no one else seems to have the time, Jesus always cares. I wonder just what might I might do if I called his name one day and the heavens above just opened up and I heard my Savior say, I'm through patching it up. I'm through giving you love. When your world is torn apart, I'll never again wash away your sin or mend your broken heart. I'm through bearing your burdens and all of your hurtings and giving your poor heart ease. Tell me why should I ever do anything for you? Because you never do anything for me. But I thank my 
God in heaven each night. The Lord is not that way. I know he's watching over me each and every single day. And I don't have to wonder about his love because his mercy flows so free. And I know exactly what he'll say when I'm down on my knees. I'll always patch things up. I'll always give you love when your world is torn apart. No matter where you've been, I'll always wash away your sin and mend your broken hearts. I'll always bear your burdens and all your hurtings and give your poor heart ease. Yes, I'll do anything for you no matter what you do for me. I don't care how flat you come in here. You may come in here as flat as a pancake. You may come in here so low that you could crawl and get underneath a snake's belly. But I'm telling you, honey, if we'd come in the house of God and people around here would agree and say we're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving, we're going to praise him in his courts, and we are going to bless his name because the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations, we would be a different people if we'd act on that every day. You stand to your feet. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Amen, Brother Bob. Think about Grandpa. Boy, we would always, Sunday school start at 10. He had to be there at 9. He'd always got used to, in the old days, going in and building the fire getting heat on in the church in the wintertime. And when the day came that they didn't have to have, you know, the old pot-belly stove a-blazing, and they could just hit a button and cut it on, he still got there at 9 o'clock. And I went with him. I guess, Grandpa, why are we going so early? You're just going to hit a button. He said, Son, when you get on your knees to pray, you don't just hit a button. Ain't nothing about that ever changed, amen. You just don't get instant power just because you press a button. The old time way according to the word of God is we get on our knees and we repent of our sins and we praise him and we thank him and we call upon him asking him for his power and he begins to move and he begins to stir and he begins to bless our lives. I'm telling you what I found out that grandpa wasn't going to church early to get the fire built in the stove. He was going to church early to get the fire built in here, to get ready to praise his name, to get ready, amen, to declare the truths of God's word and sing praises in the house of God. I'm thinking about them days right now, Brother Bobby, when I think about his truth enduring to all generations and how we'd sit out there as a kid. I'd sit on the steps of the church and I'd hear them men, they'd walk in with their old bibbed, you know, the, the, the old bibbed overalls. And they'd come in and they's all, that's all dressed up for them. And man, they'd sit there and stand and they'd get to thanking God for the good rain shower. 
They didn't cuss him because he's in a rain shower. They praised him for a rain shower. And then another one would get the sunshine. You know, on Thursday, we got some good sunshine too. Praise God for the good sunshine. He really does know what he's doing. I'm telling you, man, we had more God in the parking lot on the steps of the church than most people have in the middle of their church. Amen. Hey, I think, praise God, we ought to just take time and say, Thank you, Jesus, for a good rain. Thank you, Jesus, for the sunshine. Thank you, Jesus, for a job. Thank you, Jesus, for our family. Thank you, Jesus, for the church. Thank you, Jesus, for your life. Thank you, Jesus, for mercy, grace, and truth. Hey, hallelujah. Well, I wasn't going to preach. I don't guess I did. But I want to ask somebody, Brother Seth, come to the piano. Hey, my, you may have already prayed a thousand prayers. But I just want to take time tonight to praise him just for a minute. And I want to praise him by rendering my knee to him. It's almost Thanksgiving. It'll be in just a few days. And you know what? Thanksgiving ought to be thanksgiving. Man, we ought to be thankful. I'm telling you, you ought to be thankful that you had a mater sandwich. You ought to be thankful. Earlier today, God gave you breakfast. God gave you lunch. And if you've not already had supper, maybe in a little bit, God's provided you enough and supplied to you that you'll have something to eat. And you won't have to pillow your head hungry. Hey, God has been good to your family. God has been good to your life. I'm asking you, would you take time? Maybe in the altar, in the hallway, or in the back of the church back there, would you just take time? to render your knee and say, oh God, I worship you. I'm just asking you, would you bow your knee to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? One day the Bible says every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I pray tonight you'd have enough gumption in you that you'd render yourself and say, God, I'm just a sinner. God, I praise and I thank you. Wow, I bless your holy name. Father, how I praise you and how I honor you. And God, I know that I'm just a little old toe-headed, freckle-faced boy that Jesus gave his life for that you convicted one night under the power of the Holy Spirit by the preaching of the Word of God. And when I stepped that old faith, you came to where I was and you saved my sin-sick soul. And I give you glory and I give you praise and I give you honor. Lord, thank you for it all. <laughs> thank you for saving me, for giving me the promise of heaven. Lord, I'll praise you and give you thanks for all of eternity, Lord. And God, I thank you that you blessed this church, our family, the people of God. Lord, I pray for sinners that can be saved. God, you'd convict them. God, you'd work in our community, Father, that the name of Christ might be preeminent and it might go forward. Help us, Father, that we would follow. Help us, Father, that we would give you thanks and we'd give you praise. Oh, God, not just in salvation, but, God, you've saved us, God, that you've brought to us, Lord, blessing and supply and provision 
And God, I praise you, Lord, that tonight you've given us food to eat and you've supplied our every need and we render to you glory. You are worthy of honor and praise and we extol our worship and our adoration upon your Son, Jesus Christ, and upon your gift of your Son, I cannot fathom the love and the mercy and the grace that you've extended to us, God. But I praise you in it and for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.